you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for joining us. And thanks, Iowans. Thanks for President Trump's big win, a big win for this embattled nation of ours. DeSantis second, Haley third, and man oh man, did they spend money. The two spending $72 million, folks. That's the amount of money DeSantis and Haley spent to get smoked by Donald Trump in the Iowa caucuses. Donald Trump spent a fraction of that amount at $18 million. The only difference is Trump won 98 of the 99 counties in Iowa. That one county, Trump lost, and it was Johnson County, and he lost it by one vote, believe it or not. And Trump received more than 51% of the vote, beat distant runner-up Ron DeSantis in historic fashion by about 30%. Trump winning by the largest margin in Iowa caucus history, doubling the next highest margin. DeSantis hailed his second-place blowout as a victory, and he blames election interference for not winning. You heard that correctly, according to Team DeSantis and its allies. Calling the race for Trump so early, within a half hour, interfered with the results of the caucus. DeSantis's communications director wrote on Twitter, quote, absolutely outrageous that the media would participate in election interference by calling the race before tens of thousands of Iowans even had a chance to vote. I'm willing to, well, go out on a limb and say that if Trump did not spend a single dollar in the state of Iowa and only was in the state a few times, he still would have won by a double-digit margin. The Iowans know President Trump, and they know what kind of president he was and will soon be. And now, former 2024 contender Vivek Ramaswamy has exited the race this week and now says he's devoting all his time to making sure President Trump will be re-elected because Trump is the only America First candidate still in the race. This has to be an America First candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America First candidates in this race. 
And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. And so I'm going to ask you to follow me in taking our America First movement to the next level. An Iowa CNN interest poll taken on the night of the caucus shows 68% of the people believe Joe Biden didn't legitimately win the 2020 election. It's polls like that that make us all continue to talk about the 2020 election. It was a rigged election. It was a stolen election. And I can guarantee you I'll keep investigating and searching for the truth until we know what happened in that election. We know some of it right now, enough to know it was rigged, but we need to know all of it. It's establishment candidates like DeSantis who do all they can to stop discussion of the stolen 2020 election because Governor DeSantis says it was a legitimate election. Check. Yes or no, did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner. Okay, but respectfully, you did not clearly answer that question. And if you can't give a yes or no on whether or not Trump lost, then how can... Of course, no, of of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 election. Of course, Uh, Joe Biden's the president. And soon to be outgoing West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, the latest stem to tell Joe Biden enough is enough. The senator reportedly meeting with Biden this week to tell him if he doesn't move closer to the center and farther from his Marxist ideals, Manchin will run for president as a third party candidate, all but guaranteeing a victory for President Trump. Speaker Mike Johnson finding himself in a bind this week. Will he shut down the government to secure our southern border? Or will he give the Marxist Dems everything they want and continue to fund these Marxists and this wide-open border and all of the death that is being smuggled over it by the drug cartels? Our guest today is Congressman Andy Biggs. He sits on the House Oversight Committee and the House Judiciary Committee, where he is the chairman of the Judiciary Subcommittee on Crime and Federal Government Surveillance. Congressman, great to have you back with us. Let me start with the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, who apparently has this time stood up and taking a strong stand against the Langford border plan from the Senate. Your thoughts about Speaker Johnson and what looks like to be a, well, a rare adherence to principle. Well, yeah, I mean, in the House, if he were to go against that, there'd be a massive revolt because uh, that plan, the Lankford plan is so bad, Lou. And I think, I don't know if you want to get into it, but it's just really a bad, bad plan. But here's the deal. Okay, so uh, I, I view Mike Johnson as a golden retriever. He's like a golden retriever. This isn't going to end well, is it? <laughs> we... We happen to have a golden retriever in my house, and um, this golden retriever, like all golden retrievers, very nice, very kind. Everybody loves the golden retriever. Everybody wants to pet it, and the dog is so, so obliging. But you can't get the darn dog to fight, you know I mean? If, if you wanted, it, it wouldn't fight to save itself. Uh, but occasionally, um, it'll it'll kind of raise its paws and do something. And and, and thank goodness that the, that the speaker is raising his paws against the Langford plan. Uh, because other than that, uh, you know, the dog, a golden retriever likes to get his belly rubbed and roll over and that type of thing. And unfortunately, we have a speaker who's kind of like a golden retriever right now. Well, I, I'm sure he's going to appreciate the metaphor. Uh, it, it's, And I have to say, I can't 
I can't imagine how you could have had two speakers in a row who were having so much trouble uh, with their own courage, uh, with their own set of principles, uh, which I wouldn't would have expected to reflect the principles of the of the conference. I, I don't understand what is going on in the House of Representatives or your conference. What's it going to take? I guess what I'm saying is you can't be a very good leader if you can't follow. I've always believed that that axiom. Uh, he was apparently a, a cherished follower, but he also can't lead, apparently. I don't understand the issue. Well, you know, I'll take it back and you throw Paul Ryan in there and you had three. Oh, boy. You had three guys that really took us to the wrong class. You know, let's go back to John Boehner. If you go back to John Boehner, at least John Boehner on a few things was willing to say, this is where we're going, we're not going further, and and nobody in this conference, and he would fight, he would lead, you know, on a few things, right? Um, I just, I, I'm, st I'm stunned by it myself, uh, you know, and, and but I'm gonna tell you something that, what, that I've decided, that, that I think I've realized, it's taken me a while to realize it. These guys that are like, that are the leaders, the speakers, they actually reflect the conference. I'm sad, I'm sad to say that, but I, I got to believe that they reflect a significant number of the conference. They don't reflect me, of course, and they don't reflect, oh, I would say a third or more of the conference, but they seem to represent enough of the conference to be able to, to, to get elected, these guys. And uh, that's, the, that's the saddest part for me is, is not that he is not leading, but that he may actually be, quite frankly, he and McCarthy and Ryan, they may actually have reflected the conference, though I never felt that they were reflecting me or my constituents. Yeah, I guess there is that. Uh, and that is a sorry, sorry situation. I can't understand how people in your conference can say, you know, the border is in crisis. Uh, and then go back to their offices and and just do business as usual without taking on the issue. Uh, right. Why why is there any question in the minds of uh, people? I don't care whether rhinos or uh, conservatives. The reality is that border is under the control of the Mexican drug cartels and the Chinese communists who are making who are mixing up all of the fentanyl. This isn't complicated stuff. Uh, either you you deal with that reality and stop funding it, but don't sit there and whine about it or talk to your, just your, you know, do a little radio and uh, TV pieces for uh, your constituents complaining about it, and then go ahead and, and fund the appropriations. Just, you know, it's all fine. We'll give you a continuing resolution. How about an omnibus? You can spend like the Dickens until uh, as long as you want. This is a this is purely hypocritical, uh, deceitful, uh, and gutless. Yeah, I, I view it as being a really cynical approach to governance. Um, so, so what they do is they 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 have a big deal down on the border. Okay, we got to do something, and then they say we're going to need to get some new policy, right, Blue? As if policy is going to change it. Policy will not change this. This is a lawless administration. Even if they sign something into law, this administration knows they're going to gamble on a couple of things. Number one, that uh, nobody's going to sue them when they don't enact that policy, and if somebody does sue them, that it's going to carry out 
past the next election, right? So, so they really don't mind because the next election between now and then you'll have 5 million illegal aliens will have come in. My position is go ahead and shut the government down, but we have, you cannot believe the number of people in our conference that are scared to death if you say the word shut the government down because they say, oh, I won't ever get elected again. Well, at some point you have to say, let's shut the government down because we happen to care about the, the country more than we even care about our own next election, right? So, so today, I'll give you a, a heads up. I'm introducing legislation today to protect against the this, this, this short, the shutdown scaredy cats. And what it does is it says, you know, first of all, you and I both know Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, that keeps getting funded anyway. There's already a statute on the books. So my bill says, okay, but we're going to keep funding the vets, the armed forces, ICE, CBP, the air traffic controllers, and TSA. But other than that, we're not funding anything. We're not going to fund anything. And then, and then you can go back and say, we funded 80% of the government. We funded the things that have to be funded to protect our rights, our military, et cetera. Right. But we're not going to fund the, the Green New Deal crap or the FBI spying on you. We're going to stop that until the border's enforced. Well, let me just say, hallelujah. We're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs. We're coming right back to learn more about his legislation. Stay with us. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're back now with Congressman Andy Biggs. And Congressman, tell us what you what you intend and what you think will be the result, uh, the response of the conference. Well, so what I'm intending to do is take away the argument that we can't do a government shutdown to save the border, save the country by closing the border. So I'm saying, okay, well, if you're afraid of that, let's fund the things that we have to have, veterans, military, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera. And then we won't fund this other garbage, this bureaucracy that's run amok, that's destroying the country anyway. And we won't begin funding any of that until there's actual border security enforcement, not policy, but actual enforcement where you're turning people away at the border or you're you're maybe you're removing people finally from from who are illegally in the country. I think I'm trying to take away that argument, but I'm also trying to say the only leverage we have is the purse strings. And and so if you do those two things, I think we have a shot. The the speaker has actually presented my my plan to to a significant portion of the conference. I've gotten positive feedback, but the, but the reality is um, you have some people 
who said absolutely no, no way, no how, not going to do it. We got new start programs. We've got a fund for the military industrial complex, and we're not going to set those aside for six months until we secure the border. We, we got to have that. I mean, I, I understand their arguments, but they don't understand the existential crisis at the border. I don't think they understand the American people either. I mean, this right now, Donald Trump coming off a huge win, a historic win in, in Iowa in, in the Iowa caucuses on his way to New Hampshire, where he's going to be battling toe to toe uh, John Sununu, uh, who, you know, this this snarky little attack dog uh, for the rhinos, uh, loved, beloved everywhere by the establishment. Uh, and that it's going to he's going to crush him there as well. He's he's going to be the next the next president, I believe firmly. Me too. How in the world can this conference be such uh, so mealy mouthed, so gutless, uh, failing to adhere to basically America first policies and MAGA? Because that's obviously what the American people want. Joe Biden has the lowest approval ratings of any any president in modern history. And President Trump is scoring now historic victories in the primary process. And, you know, the Congress isn't held in high esteem either by the American public. I just can't see why, how these forces don't coalesce around. Let's do the right thing. That should be the mantra for everyone. Yeah, that's my that's what I've told the speaker. I've expressed myself to the speaker very clearly. I said, look, your budget plan is it is a disaster because, you know, for we I won't get into it unless you want me to. But I, I told him, I said, you're just going to be over. It's going to be almost unanimous from the Democrat side and you're going to lose 70 to 100 votes on the Republican side. And so that's a big, huge, embarrassing defeat. Why not at least do a plan like mine or a plan where you're, you're, you're bending the trajectory of spending down and solving the border pro problem. And then if you lose some some of our, our uh, more uh, moderate type types in the, in the House and they say, well, we're going to go with the Democrats and, and pass our own bill out. At least you would have stood up. At least you would have done it on principle. At least you would have shown that there is a distinction and that being a Republican actually means something. And being a, an American first Republican means something. At least you would have demonstrated that because we're going to probably lose one way or the other. Why not lose with dignity, honor, and fight as and opposed to capitulation? And a sense of responsibility to the, to the nation, to the republic. Yeah. To the American people. You know, I was just thinking, maybe you ought to have a banner. Give courage and principle a chance. <laughs> just simply that. Uh, it, it, it put it, uh, you know, over the entrance there. I guess you, you can't put up too many banners on, <laughs> in the house. But, you know, I, I I don't know. You know, we're sitting here. I'm, I'm laughing about it. Uh, but it's laughing at the absurdity that we yeah. have 435 members of Congress and uh and frankly, a tragic, pitiful handful like you uh, who are willing to stand up for the country. You've got people running from their elections, running from their donors. They're scared to death of their shadows, and they're wanting to come across as big, tough, bad, uh, you know, principled uh, Republicans. They're not. They're, they're what you said. I mean, they're, they're milk toast and marmalade. They're... Well, there's certainly you don't mean to offend marmalade, but there it yeah, is. Yeah, you know, I happen to like marmalade. Go easy on the marmalade, will you? 
And actually, I like milk toast. That was a that, that was a comfort food, Lou. Come on, you're killing my comfort food. But but anyway, when when you start looking at this, I, I'm 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 often baffled by it because I'll see people write stuff and they'll say, uh, some of my colleagues will say, these guys just they're here to yell and scream. No, we're not here to yell and scream. We're here to affect change, and um, that's why we introduce legislation to affect change. That's why we fight on the floor. That's why we use the the, the tools of of procedure to try to slow things down. That's all, like we did last week. Twelve of us stand up and say, "We're not going to let you do bring this to the floor." They they can't understand that. That's what, and, and I'm the one who's baffled because I don't understand how you can't fight. How you can't fight. This gets back to the golden retriever thing. I mean, I got this golden retriever. Everybody wants to pet the golden retriever, but but it's a big enough dog to fight. And so I, I find myself just saying, "Why don't you want to fight?" Why don't you want us fight for the country? And, and they just think I'm I'm outrageous, I guess. Well, and, and, you know, speaking of, you know, people yelling and all of this, I've never heard you raise your voice. I don't think any of your colleagues have. Uh, it would be my bet. Uh, and I, I just really can't understand why logic, reason and facts don't present themselves meaningfully to these uh, members of the Republican conference who are, they're really worse than rhinos, but let's call them rhinos and give them some little credit. Uh, it, it's it's a sad thing to watch. Yeah, think of it, Lou, think of it this way. If if uh, if you're in New York and you have a district that Biden won by a few points or what, maybe a lot, I don't know. But Democrats, independents and Republicans all care about two issues, number one and two. They care about the border and they care about the economy. And what is devastating New York City right now? It is it is certainly the um, the border issue has come up right up to New York City or Chicago or Detroit and all these places. And they're that, the and they're economy puking. is also touching them. Yeah, it's you know, listen to uh, Pritzker, the, you know, the governor of Illinois. Yeah, he says he's begging. He's begging Greg Abbott not to send any more uh, immigrants. And then he's telling everybody, but, you know, really, the problem, it's not really a problem because Joe Biden is a friend of mine. I mean, these people aren't even intelligent about their their lack of scruples. Uh, we're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs, and we're going to talk further right after these quick words. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back now, we're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs. And I, I, Congressman, let me ask you, I, I want to go back to Mike Johnson because he is critical on all of this. Uh, 
courage is supposed to be courageous. Uh, there's no contagion in Congress, I think, is what we've established here in this discussion. Uh, but is Johnson wise enough? Is he smart enough uh, to understand that he, he needs to set a standard that his kids and other, uh, you know, and the parents of other kids across the country for generations might be willing to say the name Mike Johnson with respect, uh, even uh, adulation. Uh, it's a time for leadership. Why isn't there some sense of responsibility to all of those people? You know, I, I have encouraged him repeatedly that now is the time to take the stand. Now is the time to be the leader. Now is the time to go to people who doubt his leadership. And but quite frankly, there's a lot on both sides now, the more squishy as well as the, the more rock ribbed. Everybody's like, well, what, what, what's he doing? I mean, now's the time to go to them and say, you know what? We can't do that Schumer deal. That's terrible. I, I, he's got, he's got some staff people that, I, that I think were pretty good that he brought with him, but then now they get there and all of a sudden, um, they, they're clinching a little bit. They're, it, 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 okay, so let me give you an example. Are you talking about his staff or are you talking about other yeah. members of leadership? Uh, uh, his staff. I'm talking about his staff. So, so I, I'm a, I play mu uh, you know, several musical instruments, and, you, and one of the things we like to say is thinking kills the flow. And so you, you, you're worried, if you get to worry about making a mistake, guaranteed you're going to make a mistake. But if you let the muscle memory kick in and you, and you have the courage to, ex you know, to riff a little bit with the music, you're going to be okay. He doesn't seem to have the courage to riff. He's too busy thinking about what is, what is the fallout for me? What's the fallout for this? I only have a one vote major majority, but here's the deal. You only have a one vote majority. And so if you're going to, if you, if you're trying to govern to make sure that you win everything, then you're going to have to give to the Democrats on 99% of things. That's not good for the country. I would rather you stood tall, that you had the courage to go down there, make your case to your members of your conference repeatedly about why you're going to do what you're going to do. And it can't be, we're going to fight tomorrow. It can't be, we can't get it out of the Senate. It can't be, oh, we only have a one vote majority. It has to be something like, we're going to do the best we can because by golly, that's what the American people have said we should do. They've sent us here to try to make change and effectuate change. Now's the time to try to do it. It's not tomorrow. It's not the next week. It's not after the next election. It is today because we are in an existential crisis. I've begged him to, to accept that point of view. Um, he hasn't so far. It, it is it, it is a tough moment, I guess, in in his uh, in his defense uh, to at least give a bit uh, of his perspective. But why take the job if you're not strong enough to make tough decisions, uh, to do what's right for the country? Because otherwise, you're just a political hack, uh, taking a job just like any other opportunist uh, for a little more money, a little bigger office, a lot bigger office, let's be honest. Uh, it's you know it's it, it to me it's it's mindless and uh, I think the American people I want to say too, Congressman I appreciate your candor today and I know the audience does, talking straight about matters that uh, are that matter most to us uh, right now at this point in history. I, I 
I'm going to give you the last word. I, I've got one other question before we turn to you for your concluding thoughts. And that is, with President Trump in the in the Oval Office, will he get more support from the conference than he did the last time? Or will he have to battle his own damn party just like the last time? I believe that with the, the current leadership, they would fall in line with President Trump were he the president. I do believe that. And I also I also hope and pray that we have a better majority, a stronger majority than last time. But 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 you know, Lou, I've taken a little bit of a black pill on this place that that sometimes uh, people like me have to be here to be the conscience. And some of my colleagues need a constant reminder. We're the Jiminy Cricket of the conference and they don't like to listen to us. And so like just like in that uh, that movie about Pinocchio, uh, they start sprouting a tail of a jackass because they don't listen to the the the, the right voices. I, I believe that 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 Donald Trump will uh, be a, an even better president next time than he was last time, because I think he'll surround himself with better people. And that's a, that's the personnel is, is important. But I also believe that the voices in Congress that are his most strongest adherents will be even stronger next time and be able to help him. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be very much more successful this next time from everything from the, the border to the economy, to world stability and peace. Good grief. I mean, just just think of how upside down we are because of the three short years of Joe Biden. Yeah, it's it's sobering uh, and uh, uh, disheartening uh, to think about the pain that so many millions of Americans are have endured and will endure for some time uh, because of the, this president. Uh, and and by the way, the national media's refusal to acknowledge that this is a, a, a an administration of Marxists who've taken over the Democrat Party as well as the federal government. Uh, and we've got Republicans trying to pretend it's just the good old Democrats and we're a, a party of loyal opposition. Uh, they don't know it, but they're on the battlefield and it is a it is it is a war to the uh, to the finish, and I hope not the finish of the republic. Uh, we pray not. And Andy Biggs, we always appreciate uh, you joining us here. Thanks so much for your wisdom and your insight. Thank you, Lou. Thanks for all you do. Keep it up. Thanks everybody for being with us today. Please join us each and every day for the Great America Show. Please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Apple TV, Twitter and Frank's Speech, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.